Hey, busy business people. I am here today with another entrepreneur taking action, Caitlin Magnuson. She created a thriving company where her employees work a 25 to 30 hour week max, get full-time pay and enjoy a balanced lifestyle that allows them to be human. And I'm learning how she did it. So stay tuned. So we got to kick this off with like, why did you make the decision that a 25, 30 hour week was something you had to do? So many reasons, but essentially I'd worked in corporate off and on over the last 10, 12 years. And I found myself able to get my job done at almost every single company within that same time frame. you know, sometimes even less than that. And sure, there may have been like the outlier, but I was regularly punished for being more efficient you know, more was put onto my plate instead of being able to step up into my responsibility and own the tasks that I had been brought on to do. I then had to own those and then some, and heaven forbid you, you know, advocate for a pay raise or something else. So it led me to jumping careers, which actually worked great in my financial favor, but I don't think it's been proven, right? Most of us don't work 40 hour weeks. If you work in a traditional office setting, we may be there for 40 hours, but we are not productive for 40 hours. So instead of requiring when I you know, was crafting this employment dream, we'll call it, why do we have to do it that way? You know, just because it's been done that way, it doesn't need to be done that way. And so I really challenged myself to sort of put my money where my mouth was literally and do it differently. I think that's really awesome. I know I was taught that early on in business when I was hiring my first employees that to calculate the effective time of an employee, so you can set your prices, that you calculated at five and a half to six hours a day of effective time. It's like yeah. they're there for eight to nine hours, you know, nine hours, if they have like an hour lunch break, they're there for nine hours. And you could only consider them effective for six if you wanted accurate projections. So it's like I had these big gurus that were telling people to work like 45, 50 hour weeks. And they're telling me to project six hours of productive time. It's right. like, why are we, why are you, why don't they just work six hours? Right. Exactly. You know, and it just made so much sense, but fully. I was doing it. Yeah. Yep. No. And that's, that's what we see. Like we, we also don't normally work six consecutive hours. You know, normally it'll be like, and it depends on the person, but two to four or somewhere in there. And then they'll take a break or they'll go to a chiropractor appointment or they'll do whatever the go lay on the couch. Like it doesn't matter, but they'll work in spurts that work for them. And so maybe they want to be done for the day or they have friends to go hang out with. Great. They'll put five or six hours in, but it's less about the hours and more about the efficiency of what they're doing. So if you get it all done and you know, we've had discussions about where we need to be for the week, go take Friday, take Monday, like do what you need to do and be an adult. And you know, we hire people or I hire people that I trust to fulfill the obligations that we're bringing them on for. And I, I didn't realize it was such a novel concept at the time. Um, <laughs> Trusting people to be adults is a novel concept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, really did not understand that until, uh, you know, it was pointed out to me that that wasn't apparently that common. And I, I just don't see a better way to do it. I don't want to micromanage people. I, I work with other business owners and maybe that's being, you know, an entrepreneur from the get-go is like, I, I want you to come in with a level of ownership, right? And a level of responsibility. And yes, you know, we'll be here for training. We'll be here for support and to help do whatever we can to set you up for success. 
But it's also like the onus is on you to take responsibility and then be like, yeah, I did this. I kicked ass at it. Or, hey, I need a little bit more help in X, Y, Z area. And there's no reason like we, we have our employees not by my doing, cause I wouldn't have done it. Um, clock in and not clock in. I don't, I don't look at any of it. I don't even have access to the time clock app they use because they use whatever they choose, but to make sure that they're not exceeding those hours. And if they are, because so many of us come from workaholic or traditional workforce backgrounds, we have a conversation. Okay. Are you bumping up against 32 hours every week? of like actual active time. Let's chat. Did you hit more than that? Do we need to reconfigure? Do we need to hire? Do we have systems that aren't working or are broken? You know, is there a bottleneck somewhere? And I had never planned to do that because I was like, well, yeah, just work less than that. You know, why would you, I hate, I hate clocking my time. Hate it with passion. Um, And my second in command, Alicia was like, yeah, but I I really, I really think we should do it because I I think a lot of us might work more. And I was like, oh, that's really fair. Yeah, I know that's something that, you know, I've always struggled with personally is because I'm the same way. I don't want to clock time. I don't care. If I give you work to do and the work gets done for the week, then I, you know, I don't, I don't care. I don't care when you work, go do your kids thing, go, you know, whatever. And it's one thing I've, I've learned. I have my second in command at both of the companies, like Ashley does a sparkative and Crystal does his content ninjas. And they tell me to be harder than what I want to be. I think that speaks a lot to hiring the right people. Yes. Um, hiring, let's see, what's the term? Intrapreneurs, I think is yes. what people are calling yes, them now. So they yes. have entrepreneurial mindset, but they don't want to run the thing. They will run a piece of the thing. Yes. And love that. Um, so like you also said, like your workforce is remote and they're being really like, you know, you're being flexible with their schedules. And so how has that improved things like employee retention, employee satisfaction? Like, do you know anything about how that's working? Yeah. So I'll be really interested to see this in a few years from now, because we've been doing this for just shy of a year now. And we have really high satisfaction. We do anonymous surveys every month that get filtered through someone else before they come to me to make sure that like they're, because sometimes you can tell by writing, you know, I want to make sure that they're a safe place for people to actually give good feedback. And we've made some, some changes um, over the last three or four months as we've brought more people on. But one of the biggest things that people were asking was, yeah, but if you have flexible schedules, like who answers the office phone? And we don't have an office phone. Um, we don't do unscheduled calls. And it was really having, I've worked in offices where there is, there's, you know, the main line, right? Like you call in, you get directed to who you need to go to. And that feels very online entrepreneurial of me to not have an office phone. Like we all have our Google voice numbers. We all have email and we all have Instagram and we all have, you know, TikToks. Like there's, there's plenty of ways to inquire and work with us. Um, But not having a traditional office setting, not having set calls, not having set, we don't have like an all staff meeting, you know, that we do every Monday morning or something, because that's not something that at this point in time, we have felt collectively that we need, we will meet as needed. Like we had an almost, we had 80% of us um, last week on a call for something that was relevant to everyone that was there versus, and was 25 minutes was done, taken care of. We did the thing. We wrote the survey. We moved along. And I think so many people like I've done the meetings about the meetings. I've done the meetings that could be the email I've done the like, (laughs) and you just end up feeling burnt burnt out and like worn down and just so 
over it. And so, yeah, we, we keep all of our meetings and our schedules mostly to ourselves and we all get to, we can see everyone's calendar. So if we need to do something or schedule something, it's like, Hey, this day looks good. Can we do this thing for 15 minutes? And then like you loop in who needs to be looped in. Well, and it's funny because a lot of the things you're doing, you see some of the biggest like titans of industry convincing you to do. Like when you have a meeting, that's why stand-ups became common to make it happen faster. You know, I had somebody tell me the other day, like guru of something that was like, um, change your calendar so you don't have hour-long meetings, you have 50-minute meetings. Like you'd be surprised what just making it 10 minutes shorter does to people's psyche so that they have to get through it faster. Like, you know, if it's a 30-minute meeting, make it a 25-minute meeting. Like just coming just shy of that hour mark or the half hour mark makes a huge difference. I do have a full phone system. I have dial pad, but I'm going to tell you, I set it up so that you can say who you want to go to and it goes to voicemail. So I have a robot that answers the phone during business hours and it takes you and it just says, Hey, this person's on the other line at the moment. Take you straight to what you're never going to get a human. You can call my phone all you want. You're never going to get a human (laughs) answering it. It transcribes any voicemails. Oh, bless. So I don't even listen to the voicemails unless the AI murders it. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't think that's what they said, you know, and then I'll listen to the voicemail. But yeah. So, I mean, basically they're sending me a voice text. That's all my, all my phone system does is let you send me a voice text. That's it, but it works. People like it. Google likes it because they can see a phone number. So it works without having the phone system. But yeah, same. You just, you can't. Well, I just don't feel the need to it. We don't work with a clientele. We work with primarily business owners, but not exclusively. And a lot of them are entrepreneurs themselves. And most of them are not wanting to do unscheduled calls. Like, you know, we we have ways to reach out to us in a timely manner. Like, Mm -hmm. do it. And we have It's like most people figured out if they text me or if they email me that I get it faster. It's like if they try and call me and leave a voicemail, even I don't even get that as fast. Yeah. But they can text the office line. Now that I do like, because nobody That's has nice. my personal yeah. cell. They think they have my personal cell, but they don't have my personal cell. That's why we so I can tell dial pad to leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. I like dial pad because I can manage everybody else's accounts. So right. that did no, give me an advantage. Really nice. Yeah. But yeah, that was why I did that was it's like, I want everybody to have the option to just, I don't even want messages. You can just turn off. So it's like, I, I love a lot of that. Um, oh, my video did a thing. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I, I was like, whoa. No, I'm, I'm here for yeah. it. I love not having, I, I'm such, I think being an introvert for me, unscheduled calls is one of the worst stressors oh, yeah. that I deal with. And so that has been so nice. And that might be, a dial pad may be a really good option for us going forward. But yeah, like just, I hated when the phone would ring. I would cringe so bad when the phone would ring. That was why I hired my first person, honestly. Like, when I hired Ashley, I was like, I cannot ever answer the phone. Yes. Like, I will not answer the phone. I'm like, if you're afraid of the phone, we have a problem. Like, I don't even make phone calls. I don't want to be on the phone. Well, and it pulls you out of what you're doing, too, which makes me crazy from, like, a productivity. And, like, all if I'm in the zone, I'm in the zone. Like, I don't want to be sitting here taking a call. I want to be able to do the thing. And then absolutely, like, I'm not gone for hours and hours and hours. Like, I will get back to you. But none of what we do is life and death emergency. So, like, within a couple hours, totally reasonable. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that's something a lot of people really could learn, too, is to just be a little bit more aggressively protective of your time. Like, I mean, I even went through and made my calendars where my default meetings are two weeks out. 
Yep. You cannot book me. I have some links I can send to people if there is a situation where they right. need me sooner where they can break into that. But even that is 24 hours. You cannot. I need oh, to yeah. know when I wake up that morning, this is who I'm talking to today. And that doesn't need to change. It yes. just messes with me. I can't do it. Yep. So like speaking of all this, there's a lot of freedom and stuff in here. Like, do you have trouble finding employees? Because I know a lot of people can't even imagine with their current staff if they made the shift. I am overwhelmed with job applicants from that TikTok, but I was overwhelmed with job applicants before. Um, we had over a thousand people apply for jobs that we don't even have openings for at this point in time. We're not actively hiring right now. <laughs> and it was just whether they're the right people or not, I don't know. You know, we'll be reaching out to that list first, but like we have, I'm not going to say I've stolen. Um, I have wooed very easily. It has taken <laughs> no effort to woo employees. Um, most of them are like, pick me, pick me, pick me, please. I have all these things. I will do all the things. Um, and a lot of them like had multiple jobs and have been able to leave multiple jobs and they have this job because they don't have to like Alicia still has a photography business because she really loves it. She does it part-time. It's a passion of hers. She's not doing it because she has to do it now, but she had three jobs before and her photography business and was still making less than she's making now like that's embarrassing not for her but for her employers yeah so yes no we don't have a problem finding people um we have been really specific with making sure we're bringing on the right personality fits not only with our team but also i mean with me and with the way that depending on who they interface with and with the way that they work and structure their time because i think that's yeah. the most important is you have to be willing None of our employees are spoon fed. There's a difference in my opinion between, you know, training and setting someone up for success and waking up every morning and saying, Hey, so-and-so I need you to do these 35 things in exactly this order in this way. That's just, that's not how I work. And that's not the right fit for someone, you know, that might work in a different company that had a similar work structure. I don't see it working that way as much because I think there'd be a lot of wasted hours in management. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's kind of the the challenge with that, right? Is you have to hire the right people. You do have to put a little bit more effort into fit and finding people that aren't going to take advantage of you. I think yes. that's one thing, like people that I've talked to that are afraid of, you know, deviating from the 40 hour week or letting their employees work remote. Like I've seen so many videos where people are literally being micromanaged to the point that their mouse movement, yes. you know, is what says yes. that they're and on they, the like, clock and people are hacking that. Or, yeah. Yeah. I saw one that they put their mouse on the uh, the Roomba and was letting it go around the room. See, Another one, they like horrid. attached it to a fan and a stick so that the fan going was moving them out. It's like, if you have to do that to prove to your employer that you're hiring you're the wrong job, people like, and you're, yeah. Wow. And you're at the wrong place. Yeah. No, there's, I bring on people because I trust you. Like we said, I trust you to do the job. If yep. I trust you to do the job, I trust you to be, and we, we work really closely when we're training employees, you know, to make sure that they're feeling, cause it is, it's, it's a different environment, right? A lot of it has been like a brain shift where they're now like, how can I do this? So I'm efficient. And then it frees up the rest of my day. And that sometimes can take a little bit of coaxing to be like, no, it's okay. Like get, get out, go. Like you've done the things for the day go live your life and like be happy or take that Friday off. We don't care. Take the Wednesday off in the middle of the week. Cause you have things to go to. like, yeah. Did you get your, I know, like, like, you know, Crystal's still kind of getting used to it. And I think she's worked with me for a year now 
and she's like i'm gonna i'm not gonna be available this afternoon i'm like okay i, I won't even remember that you told me that probably because right. that's just how irrelevant it is to, she's like and i'll probably take a you know a day or two off in a couple weeks and it's like okay okay have fun enjoy like that's it, it you know it's like you have slack if there's an emergency i'll get a hold of you but like yeah. it'll be all right like things can wait a day or two like um how has all this affected like your relationship with your clients because i know that's another fear a lot of business owners have if they're considering something like this is you know well clients aren't gonna like it if they can't reach somebody or it's taking too long to get their work done or like how is that expectation about? setting so when it was just primarily myself and a few contractors for team members, we were really clear with clients. You know, there's a certain level of client that gets a quicker guaranteed response. And keep in mind, we are normally responding daily, if not like every couple of hours to clients, going through emails, boxers, other communications, depending on what we have set up with them. And, but we set the expectation that there's a 72 hour return time for things. What we do is not life or death. We are do doing bookkeeping. We're doing their accounting. We're doing their tax planning. Like, you know, we're, we're doing things that yes, have deadlines, but we're not working up to the wire on those deadlines. We've set those expectations from the get-go. This is the time frame. We build buffer into everything that we do. And then we also always have someone that they can get a hold of via group chats and a group email inbox. So if it is urgent, we let them know, we empower them basically to take charge Copy that person that you normally work with and then copy this group email. And we've not had any issues with it, but we, we do. We work with a lot of business owners. We work with a lot of millennials, Gen Z, you know, people that are, I think, understanding and very supportive of us actually, A, paying livable wages and B, having, you know, jobs that support lifestyles instead of having to have jobs to live. Have you ever had any clients that are completely put off by that when you tell them this is our culture and they're like, no, I don't want to work with you? No, actually. <laughs> um, I had to think about it for a minute. Well, years ago, years ago when it was just me. Yes. Mm -hmm. And those are clients that whether they were, you know, we could totally do the job. I could do the job. I don't know why it wasn't a we at the time, um, but I wasn't willing to do that. And so I politely let them know that we're not like, I'm not the right fit for you go find someone that you're able to do that because you're not going to text me. You're not like, there is no, you know, we have lines of communication where we can go check this, but you are not calling me on a Sunday morning at 5 AM because you got a tax notice in the mail yesterday that we can't do anything about until Monday. Anyways. I love that. I love like you're getting so many things right that I don't think you even fully realize that you're getting right. Like I'm talking to people that have been in business. I'm still learning some of this myself, to be honest. But I've talked to people that have been in business for 15, 20 years, and they're still learning that they can say no to clients. And it's like, <laughs> that is just a phenomenal thing. You know, I learned it a few years back. I literally, it's probably way too long ago now, seven, eight years ago. <laughs> I fired something like 32 clients. And what immediately happened on the back end of that is everybody on my team was happy. They were excited because we got rid of everybody that was toxic. Yes. You know, toxic to us. It doesn't mean they were bad people. It doesn't mean right, they right. were bad clients. Toxic yeah. to us. And yeah. it was like, everybody was just so excited. And that's still like, every time I've let an employee fire their first client, they're just like, really? I can? I don't, I don't, I don't have to work with them. Yes, we it's have, okay. Oh if they're God. causing you that much yes. grief. We have the Yeet same conversation. Out. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Eat them. Eat them to the curb. No, we, we had that conversation. We also had a conversation. So like Alicia the other day, um, cause we had a lot of influx and in sales calls, right. And she's handling our sales calls. 
from going viral and everything else to the point where like she had 40 calls. She still had her Calendly open for as many occurrences within her open window as possible. You know, she only had a couple days a week and she was expressing that she was really kind of feeling a little bit exhausted from that. I was like, absolutely. I see that. I can help take some, we can schedule some out, but like right now, why don't we go pick a day and you set a limit and that is the day that you do those calls. And she was like, I can do that. Yes. <laughs> like, yep. We, we are, we are flush. Like we are okay. We also don't take on shitty clients. We, you know, obviously every once in a great while we'll find one that's not aligned or that we change or their goals change, but it's really few and far between because we've gotten really good at vetting people that we like, and we work yep. with people 99% of the time that we're like, would want to be friends with, you know, outside of, yep. some of them have become friends. But being able to say, like, we'll normally have that conversation where you know, I'll tell Alicia or someone on the team, I'm like, I I'm done. I have washed my hands. I am not a good personality fit with this client. If you want to pursue this relationship and see if it's salvageable, by all means, which again has happened literally twice. But if not, like, you have my blessing, I will let them go or you can let them go. And this is fine. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you have a They're saying. just amazed by that. But it's like, it, the thing we don't think about a lot of something business owners and even employees is that you're doing that person a favor by letting them go. Yes. Because if they're not a fit with you, that means they're, they're wasting the time best. with you. You know, they need to go find the person who is a fit. That person is going to give them above and beyond. They're going to enjoy the relationship and have a great time. Whereas Absolutely. if we keep working with them, it's just like, this is torture for everybody. We hate talking to you. They hate talking to us. It's just like, this is just not working. Well, and that's why we yeah. also like, we don't hard sell ever. Like that's, that's not my selling strategy. We are here, we have a conversation and we see if we have aligned goals and we're like, yeah, we can do this thing. This is what the thing costs. And this is what working with us looks like. I think that the thing would benefit you, but this is your call. And we're not here saying, oh, you need to have this thing or you're going to, you know, burn and have tax fraud. And, you know, we're, we're not here to fear monger and we're not here to push people into working with us or convince them. Because if you don't want to work with us and you're not sure, you might be sure in three years when you've had a time to, you know, time to kind of chill or you may never be a good fit. But like, that's fine. You yep. can do that. And you may find someone else that's way more aligned for you in the meantime. Like, have that. We're happy for you. There are so many nuggets that have happened on this call. Like, I hope all of our listeners are just replaying this and hearing it again and again and again. Because like I said, I don't, maybe you probably really don't even hear it. It's all the stuff that you're job. doing. Yeah. But I mean, these are things like there are experts and gurus standing on stages, pounding this into people's heads that you can say no to clients. You need to have better onboarding processes to vet the right clients. You need to have better hiring processes to find the right employees. Like you need to get people aligned with your company goals and your vision. There are people making absurd amounts of money every year trying to beat this into people's heads people paying absurd amounts of money to get this knowledge that you have literally downloaded into their brains in the last 20 minutes like <laughs> powerful stuff and i mean like i've just been studying business for so many years so i've heard it and i've seen it and i've seen it a bunch but like you're just doing it you just have a super powerful i think that there's so much to be said for unpacking i mean i over the last few years have been going to therapy and like doing work on myself as well personally and professionally and i think a lot of that i mean who says which came first like chicken or egg but so much of that dovetails with my professional and my business career and like taking the time to question is this serving me 
but is this serving me across the board? Is this serving our clients, our employees, our business, our lifestyle, like my personal health, my relationship, my mental health? Like there are so many things. I think my biggest takeaway would be like, question it and not questioning it. And like, you know, I'm not negative or pessimistic, but like, have you been taught this for years? And like, is this what you think you're supposed to be doing? Great. Is it what you should be doing? Is it the best fit? May not be. I mean, it's like I tell people all the time, like if you want to be happy and successful, it's three things. It's know your superpower, what you're really good at. Know the people that you want to spend your days with. You spent all day, every day with those people. Who would they be? Who would make you happy? Then, only then, go invent the service. You know, it may be something that's a spinoff of something that already exists. It may be, you know, whatever. But, like, don't get in this box of just because this is how it's always been sold. This is how, you know, this is a service you've always delivered. That it has to be delivered that way. Yeah. You know, if it's if you're using your superpower, if you're working with the people that you like, if you're happy with what's going on, invent something. You know, and ever since I embraced that, it's just been like I embraced that probably about two and a half years ago. Shut down oh. the physical office, took everybody fully remote, and I was like, this is just like I'm putting so much energy, so many mental calories, as we put it, into maintaining a physical office and maintaining a house. Yes. You know, because I had two little kids and it's like my dad moved in with me and, you know, I had my husband. It was just like, and a bunch of pets, too many pets. <laughs> and it's like all the energy to keeping an office clean and a house clean. And it was like, I'm doubling my mental calorie load for the day on yes. just like, you know, grocery shopping. And like, it just, it wasn't worth it, you know? And yeah. so you should really have to think about what you want. So there have been so many, so many good things. Like, why do you think people in the U.S. especially are struggling? Like, I know other countries have already gotten better about this. Why do you think we're struggling so hard with this in the U.S. to normalize this? I, big question. Yes, yes. And I'm trying to give the most (laughs) neutral answer while still being valid. I, I think a lot of it has to do with the expectation that is set that if you work hard enough in America, you can have the American dream. Right. So I think a, there's a little bit of that where you just put in the hours. Everyone loves, you know, the rags to riches. You started as, you know, an immigrant son and you did this thing. You're now a multimillionaire or billionaire. Worked 80 hours, slept on the floor. Yes. Had 17 roommates. Whereas like now that's kind of a necessity if you want to live in New York and like do anything. Um, So I, I think that that's part of it is we've been, it's been ingrained in us that if you just work hard enough, you'll get ahead. And I also think that we have been, that fosters being busy, fosters increased purchases for convenience. When you have increased purchases for convenience because you don't have time and you have a little bit more money, then you buy things. And then when you buy things, and I'm not saying that buying things are bad. Like I I love where I live. I love my things that I have, but consuming consciously, I think is really different. And so with that, we end up expecting things a little bit more instantaneously. You know, we have Amazon, we have same day delivery, we have next day delivery. We expect to be able to go to a grocery store and it be open, you know, within reason till eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night. I go to Iceland and Europe really regularly and I go and the grocery stores close at six or seven. Like if you don't have your shit and you haven't planned ahead for the next day, they don't open till 10 or 11. And by shortening their hours and setting, setting expectations, So that if you're there, you know, there's no need for those grocery stores to be open. Then they can have one shift 
that works. They're done. They go home. There's more family time. They can pay wages. People's grocery shopping hours are shortened. Why? Outside of the instantaneous convenience factor because of time crunch. So that's my very sort of, it all connects in a circle, but I think that that has a lot to do with it. Now, I thought that was really good. I know I saw that when you answered that question on a TikTok, which is why I wanted to make sure that I asked it today, because like I hadn't really thought about the consumption side of it. And, you know, yeah, there are some purchases, some convenience purchases that they're great. They're good. I love them. They're fine. But there's other ones that it's like, you kind of know you're doing the wrong thing. Like, no, I don't need to eat fast food five nights in a row. You know, but you do it because you're busy because you don't have choices. Yes. So it's like, and it's more expensive a lot of times than cooking at home. Like I have six people in my house. Yeah. You know, if we want to go get Burger King, it gets pricey. It adds up. Like I could cook a good meal at home for a third the price. Oh yeah. But because I'm busy, it's like, mm, like, you know, it's like I taught my kids to cook. So my kids are making dinner more now so, so we can balance it out. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's a good life yeah. skill to have. It is. It is. So sharing those duties has helped. But before that, before I, you know, put that time into teaching them, I mean, we were eating out a lot. Yeah. I think my only saving grace was that when we bought this house a couple years ago, there's only like two places that will deliver here. So it's the only thing that saved me. And they're both pizza. Oh. They have pasta. <laughs> they have sandwiches. So it's like one night, let's do pizza. The next night, let's do pasta. The next night, let's do sandwiches. See, no, and like, we live any of those again. 40 miles from town now where we live. And so there is no, like we're a yeah. 45, to, 45 minute to an hour drive to anywhere. So it's like. We buy a few convenience foods that like freeze, but that's really like nipped any sort of order in habit. But like we have a housekeeper. I love having someone come and help. Like that oh, yeah. for me is such a good, it's not even a time thing. It's then like an, I don't it's like the doing mental calorie this. thing. Yes. And it's done. It's deep cleaned. I don't have to worry about it. Like we do the maintenance, no big deal, but that's more of like, that's a conscious choice that I've made rather than having to make it because I'm literally strapped for time because I'm working 70 hour weeks and my house is trashed. Yep. And that's the same thing that like we figured out even around my house was like, even with like chore assignments and things, if you can find the things that are less mental calorie tasks for someone else and shuffle accordingly. Like, you know, yeah. Cause it's like some people that look at a sink full of dishes and go like, Oh my God, that's like 500 mental calories. Someone else will look at the same pile of dishes and be like, I can do that in 10 minutes. It's like a hundred mental calories. Yeah. So it's like, you just give the task to the right person and now everybody's, week got a lot less stressful so it's like we have family staff meetings once a week just I to assign that. chores and yeah. pick meals and I, I implemented processes and systems for meal planning in my house <laughs> i applied business to my house yes and it works like i even have like so uh we can choose what we're going to eat i have index cards like a stack of them i have recipes with the name of the recipe on the front and the actual recipe on the back oh and we God. just go through and pull out seven of them put them on the magnets on the fridge and there's meal planning for the week we know because it reduced the mental calories yeah i'm snagging so. that too yeah <laughs> we did that for chores and we did that i got the um file magnets you know the ones that go on file yeah. cabinets they're just kind of small i have those for chores and I just literally put a grid on the side of my fridge for every person. And I have a cheat sheet of everything that has to be done every week. Everything has to be done once a month. Things like that get done a couple times throughout the year. I have them yes. broke down. So every week it's like, go look at that. Everybody go pick your tasks, put them on your thing, call it a day. Like it reduced mental calories for chores. 
crazy stupid stuff i know that was like i think i got off in left field on that a little bit <laughs> no i think it's so valid though i think so much of what we do personally and professionally like bleed into one another and there's a lot of takeaways mm -hmm. from both like i don't know why i mean i know why because we've had corporate and we've had personal life but like i work from home i have for years like my my personal and my business are so intertwined that like yeah well, it. and I think it got normalized with COVID, which was nice. If your dog's barking in the background, it's not like, oh my God, how unprofessional. Right. You know, if you show up in a t-shirt, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. You know, you know, you can come in your, I've worn pajamas and done these podcast interviews. Like I'm not even kidding. I'm it was nice looking pants. pajamas and yeah. all you could see was like here. Oh, I live in yoga pants. Yoga pants. The ones with the top. pockets, they have pockets. Uh, I've got the ones with the pockets. And they pockets have ones on the, the big enough pockets to actually fit. Yes. Up yeah. No, it's it, like, yeah. Mm. Amazing. I can put like down to here on my arm <laughs> in my pocket. Sometimes when I go watching and it's cold, I'll do that. And then I've got like, yep. <laughs> it looks so dumb. If I fall one of these days, I'm going to completely skin my face. But oh yeah, it, it's really But it keeps your hands warm and it's like surprisingly comfortable. Like, I'll do yes. that even sitting here in my chair. I'll have my hands just, and I'll just be leaned back and I'll be watching some training <laughs> videos or something. It's yeah. just, it's a call. And I think it's okay. You know, like, I was talking to one guy when COVID first started. And he was, his employees were having to work remotely and then normally had a pretty big company. I mean, he had like 55, 60 yeah. employees. He said that if they were on a meeting with a client or in a staff meeting and a kid cried or a dog barked, he would fire them immediately. Wow. This was at the beginning of COVID where this was not, you know, everybody was, schools were out, doggy daycares were like, right. The, the, you had the, no there were no choice. other options. Yeah. I, and it's I like, you know, he said they had to get someone cat. to come babysit. And it's like, who are you going to get to come babysit? Well, you can't let people into your house. Family members or somebody can't. I'm sure they're like, really? That's not okay. It's just not okay. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I don't care. Like I've had my dogs barking a podcast. If they hear a noise outside, they're going to skitter so loud. <laughs> that you'll hear it and you'll be like eh, trying to rip your headphones off but it's it's life it's just yeah. life right now like i mean my thing is a mess behind me and it's like you can worry about that kind of stuff or you can just get the job done yeah no that's literally this this corner is like i have aluminum foil behind me and then i have like a cat box and everything else it's all spread behind this and it's just like this was my spot i was like i can be here i can put a jacket on done like that is it yep. yeah i take all my calls mostly with the cat in my arms because he won't not do that and it's just yep i finally got my dogs taught to mostly lay down here but dogs. if lila decides that yes yeah, she's like are you paying attention to me she will literally try and jump in my lap and she is not a lap dog she's fairly big so <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think it's just, you know, I love that we've had a lot of tips on here for people that it's like, you know, normalize normal. I kind of feel like, like, we don't have to hide life to be good in business. Yes. It's like about the only thing that I ask people to do when they're working with me is like, you know, get a good mic. Oh. Let's make sure you have a good microphone. Because if I'm talking to you on a call and I can't hear. Oh, them, that would drive them, me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else though, anything else I can deal with. If you're sitting on the couch and your lighting's bad, if you got a kid running around, you know, it's like, yeah. we'll reschedule if we need to, if the kid's too destructive, yes. but you know, it's like, it's just, it has to be okay. And I think yeah. we have to be okay to like tell clients we don't, our employees are people. You well, know? and like our clients like that. Like, I mean, we literally, yeah, the right client clients like that. Yeah. 
I mean, and that's who we want to work with because like you're here and a lot of them are wanting to do the same thing and enforce boundaries in their own life and business. And they're like, Oh, like you're doing it. Yeah. yeah they're so great. afraid like, to do it. Here. I mean, it's like so many people are afraid to make these changes, to put these kind of restrictions into place and to be that, you know, I was talking with someone the other day across them and he was like, he said, he thinks that most of the people that succeed succeed because they're not afraid to be a fool. You know? And I was like, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, like, you know, foolish on some level, not like, you right. know, a court jester or whatever, but <laughs> we have these these fears around how we're going to be perceived that, oh, we don't have a company phone. You're not going to be able to call us. You know, how's that going to make us look? You know, like we have these fears that, you know, honestly, the right people, the ones that we want to work with are going to share our beliefs. Yeah. And yeah, it's just not going to matter to them. They're going to be like, oh, that's so cool. Right. You know, which I think you've seen. So like, cause I found you on TikTok, guys, I will make sure her TikTok link is somewhere <laughs> because she's constantly putting out new stuff. So if you're listening to this, her TikTok, wherever you're watching this out on the interwebs, her link to her TikTok will be here. That's how I found her. And it's amazing. And I think I've watched every video you've put out. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm so. flattered. Yeah, I'm a little stalkery, maybe. I'm gonna start so. making them just for you. You'll be my new avatar, and so that'll give me something <laughs> to think about. I'll like print a picture of you and put it behind because I I feel weird sometimes like not talking to anyone, knowing I'm talking to someone. So we're gonna do that now. That'll work. That just is kind of that. the weird part about TikTok. I think is yeah, <laughs> you don't know who you're talking to, and it's like you're just kind of yeah. I, yes. I made my first TikToks. It's not very good, but I have made some. I'll keep going. Um, so yeah, I will definitely make sure we link to that. Cause we just, you have so many good things going on. It's gonna be fun watching what you do. Like you probably have a whole nother business, just teaching other people how to do what you're already doing naturally using your superpowers. Yes. So, you know, yeah. go back to work in that 60 hour week as you run two businesses. <laughs> well, that was the irony, right? Is we went viral and then it was a struggle to keep everyone under their hours. Cause we had this, you know, influx of contact and media requests and new client requests and job applicants. And I was like, everyone breathe, set expectations. Let's put templates in place. We've got this, but yeah. Well, and you have a whole bunch of new applicants. So it's like, you just gotta, you know, balance it out <laughs> that's another problem i think a lot of people don't think about they're so worried about trying to grow that they don't think about well when they do that thing that helps them grow can they handle it like and i went through that for years you know one of my businesses is a marketing agency and people would say i want to grow i want to double my business and i'd be like okay can you can you handle the workload if you did and they're like um yeah no it'd be probably about like a year before we could you know onboard and train and get a, and it's like you need to be doing why that is that your goal to be ready then, to grow. yeah yeah no we've grown 300 percent this year over last year and that that has been a very quick dip into you have to figure this out now because this yeah. is you either need to stop the train or you need to get on the train and like do things the right way because you cannot do this like yeah. without more help well, and you've built a pretty good culture too. So it's like when, and I love that you have a little bit of space because I talk to people a lot of time and it's like, if your employees are working a 40 hour work week, you basically have to get them to work 50 before you know that you need to hire your next person. So you're watching that and being like, Hey, you know, your normal is 25, 30. If you're working 32, right. If we're 35, seeing 32 or over for like, more than a week or two in a row. Yeah. It's, it's a conversation and not like a, you're in trouble conversation, but a, Hey, is this an indicator conversation? Yeah. It's like you have bandwidth to grow without having to make them work overtime to figure that out. Cause I mean, you do kind of have that. You have people that need to work a little bit more time and while you figure out that you need right. to hire 
you know, right. and that just happens. But for most companies, it's happening in overtime beyond 40 hours a week instead of within their normal, like reasonable expectation of work. Yes. So I love that. I just, I love all, I've kept you talking for so long. I try and keep these like 20, 30 minutes. I've been chatting for like 40. Um, <laughs> so like, let's talk, we've talked about how awesome you are like this entire time, obviously. So, but like, tell us more about who you'd like to work with, how you help them and where someone can find you. Okay. So we work with primarily business owners, mostly millennials, some Gen Z, some Gen X. The generation does not matter. It's more the personality fit. You guys have gotten a really good feel for kind of how we vibe. Um, we have a lot of responsibility, a lot of fun, and a lot of education. We are really big on empowerment and education without the shaming that I think comes with so many of the finance and money related fields. And frankly, it's it's, it's old, it's exhausting, and it's been overdone. And so we work with business owners, we work with personal individuals, and we help with, we're full service accounting firm and financial education. So you want to know how to prioritize your debt payoff? Great. We have courses for that. You want to know how like to understand the basics of retirement? Got you covered. Need a consult call? Because you're like, I have no idea what to do and I don't have a budget. That's there. You're like, you know, I need to register my business. Um, I need my accounting handled. Voila. So anything within that kind of, it's a very niche, but very popular. We need finance help. We don't need a full-time person finance help, or we need someone to support us and let us know that they've got our backs. And that bled over a lot into the personal sphere because we're very anti-budget. We actually do a, what I call the anti-budget. Um, which is a whole other podcast. Um, and we're very much in the space of like thanking your debt and not beating yourself up because most of us have it. Like, let's look at what it's done for you or allowed you to learn. And like, let's make a plan from there and move forward. Finding me, CaitlinMagnuson.com um, and Instagram at Caitlin period Magnuson. I always have to think about that one for some reason. And then of course, TikTok. And there's a free Facebook group that I have that we've put a bunch of educational content in. Any of those yep. are fine. We are in all of them. We, me, team, etc. Yep. I think I'm in your Facebook group. I'm on yes, your newsletter you for something. David so saw, I'm like, like hey, I'm literally following with you. Blue everywhere. hair asked to join. I was like, I know who that is. <laughs> Personal branding. Yes. At work. Yes. No, but yeah, I think I'm stalking you pretty much everywhere off Bangerling. So <laughs> All right. Well, I know let's wrap up here. So thank you so, so, so much for coming on. I am telling you guys listening, you have got to re-listen to this multiple, multiple, multiple times, and you need to pick at least one thing she said and go do it and your life is gonna get better. Um so thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's been I love talking about this. This is my jam. <laughs> Well, entrepreneurs, guys, this is your call to take action, right? Join our community at etatoday.zone, where you're going to meet a lot of people like Caitlin. You're going to get a lot of good information, and you're going to learn how to build a business that enables your lifestyle instead of taking over your life. That's our whole vibe there. So see you there soon, guys.